Today is 9-11, September 11th. It's been 22 years since the attacks. And uh, things have changed a lot here in our country since that day, especially the way we travel through the air. We're now bringing in our aviation analyst, Jay Ratliff, on the phone. Good morning, Jay. Hey, Rob. Good morning. All right, so like we said, it's been 22 years uh, since 9-11. What did we learn from that day, and what has changed most about air travel and air safety since 2001? Yeah, we learned a great deal that day, and changes have been put into place to make uh, flying far safer today. I mean, before 9-11, uh, we did not screen any of the domestic check luggage, uh, but we're doing that now. Uh, we're now seeing the use of those full-body imaging scanners, which allow us to detect plastic or liquid explosives that might be strapped to a passenger's body. Uh, those old magnetometers that we have used uh, were unable to do so. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 prior to 9-11, uh, we were probably on a, on a safety scale somewhere about a 4, 4.5. And, and we've seen that probably go to 6, 6.5 with the changes that have been put in place. And also uh, the Federal Aviation Administration is looking to mandate a secondary cockpit barrier or a door uh, as added to aircraft security as well. So we continue to make uh, adjustments as we move forward, and, and hopefully those adjustments will continue. Are there any areas of concern today where, where you think we still need to uh, improve security when it comes to air travel? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the, the first uh, is uh, something needs to be done immediately, and that is to screen each employee before they have access to the secured ramp area. And only a few airports are doing it. Um, they started doing it in Atlanta a few years ago when it was discovered that some Delta Airline employees were running a, a gun smuggling ring from Atlanta to New York. Uh, we've seen other parts of the country where employees have been using that access where they uh, uh, smuggle different types of things, drugs, cash, and, and other things. And, of course, my friends at the Federal Aviation Administration will very quickly say, now, Jay, those people are screened, and they are. They're screened randomly. Every so often, they pull you out of line as you're walking, and, and they screen you. And I always tell the FAA, look, if it's such a great idea, then let's do that with passengers. And they're like, well, of course, we can't do that. Uh, but that's something that has to change and change quickly because we have uh, hundreds of thousands of people that touch that airplane every month that aren't screened. Uh, they're given background checks. But that, that has to change. And also, we've got to do more to, to guard the airplanes that remain overnight at airports around the country. Some of these small general aviation, uh, uh, small regional airports is a better way to phrase it, uh, are places that have minimal security. And the whole idea is somebody could bypass all the security issues inside an airplane by uh, accessing, uh, sabotaging, or even stealing one of these airplanes that remain overnight at some of these uh, different airports around the country. And that's something that needs to be looked at uh, as well because those are the areas of concern that still worry us because, you know, when that second plane hit on 9-11, we knew we were under attack, we knew it was bin Laden, and we knew other airplanes were going to be involved. And uh, that's when Ben Sliney, who was the chief of air traffic operations at the time, made the call to ground every airplane immediately, uh, something that had never been done before. And it was really a gutsy call, necessary, though, uh, but gutsy from a guy who was on his first day on the job in that position and, of course, we knew that any plane that remained in the air was a possible threat. So, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a somber day, but at least we can say that we're honoring the lives of those that were lost 
by making things safer in commercial aviation, and we certainly want that to continue to be the case. We're talking with aviation analyst Jay Ratliff here on the WPTF Morning Show. Jay, what do you remember from that day? Where where were you on 9-11? Well, I was uh, at uh, a radio station in um, Dayton, Ohio at the time, and uh, when that second plane hit, like I said, we knew we were under attack and knew who it was. We were getting monthly updates from the FBI and the Federal Aviation Administration that uh, a spectacular attack had been planned against commercial aviation. And, of course, we were worried about, as I mentioned, uh, bombs and check luggage. Uh, we worried about surface-to-air missiles. We had a lot of things that we were uh, trying to prepare ourselves for from a threat standpoint. And, of course, what we weren't prepared for was what took place, and that was uh, the idea that uh, our procedures were used against us. Uh, 9-11 was not a breakdown of security at all. Uh, the box cutters that were used, uh, any blade under four inches uh, was allowed on board an airplane, so there was no breakdown of security uh, at the checkpoints there. And, you know, at that point in time, we had this bank teller mentality, Rob, where if somebody took over an airplane, we worked with them, and we landed the plane, and we did what that we were told to do. The idea that those airplanes could be used as a missile uh, to inflict uh, damage from a terrorist standpoint was something that was never before uh, thought of. And that's why when that second plane hit, uh, they, they sent messages to every airplane in the sky uh, telling the crews that uh, to secure the cockpit and they were going to be landing all those airplanes immediately. And what a great job done by the Federal Aviation Administration that day, getting those planes safely on the ground as quickly as they did. And that's probably the thing that sticks out to me was so many things were done that day that had never been done before. Uh, never had the chance to rehearse it uh, or anything like that, and yet uh, those men and women were able to pull it off uh, under some incredibly stressful circumstances when we really didn't know what the next thing was going to be that was going to take place. Jay Ratliff with us on the WPTF Morning Show. Uh, Jay, before we let you go, for anyone traveling today, any uh, areas of concern maybe with weather delays or cancellations across the country? Absolutely. Chicago, Dallas, and Detroit are kind of on the radar today that could see weather delays, especially in Chicago. Some of those uh, delays are going to easily exceed an hour as uh, we kick off what's going to be a busy travel week. Jay, we appreciate you uh, always joining us on Mondays here on the WPTF Morning Show, and thanks for sharing your your thoughts uh, here on 9-11. My pleasure. Have a good day.